Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. Family success number two. That's our discussion for today, and I'm not going to be long. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 29, New Living Translation. So we can continue from where we stopped last weekend. Ephesians 5, 25 to 29. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. Family success number two. Oh, wait. Have you heard of the Hakimi story? Right? Anybody heard of Hakimi? Right? The Moroccan uh, football star who plays for PSG in France, <clears throat> Ashraf Hakimi. Yeah, there is this story that exploded, right, online about him and the fact that, uh, sadly, uh, he is going through a divorce with his wife and that the wife uh, requested for half of his property and that the court then let her know that <clears throat> he had transferred all of his properties into his mom's name, right? That actually almost all the money he earns is paid directly to his mother, and she's the one that invests the money on his behalf so that he did not own anything that the wife could share. And that stirred up this huge controversy online. Yes, that's right. In fact, it's like the light bulb went up in so many people's heads. That's it. That guy is smart. They celebrated his smartness, you know, celebrated his intelligence, you know, and all of that. And some of those people, of course, were not happy. How can you do that? Why should you put your mother's name as next of kin, you know, instead of your wife's name? Da, 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 da. It was raging and I was following the whole discussion. Okay. So did you hear about it? Oh, you did not hear about it. Okay, fine. <clears throat> In fact, one of our popular skit makers, Mr. Macaroni, did a skit on it that made me laugh and laugh and laugh because his friend, you know, <clears throat> came and said, have you heard of Hakimi? He said, what is Akimi? Akimi style. He said, look, <laughs> mommy, one day she may get angry and just divorce you and take everything that you have. Say, hey, what should I do? Say, transfer everything to your mother. He did. Okay. And then one day mommy will ask for money and he says, I don't have, just 100,000. So she changes into this beautiful attire and says she's going out to ask for 100,000 from somebody. He says, no, you can't. She said, but you said you invested your money in Hakimi. <laughs> they said, don't worry, don't worry. So he called his mom and said, can you transfer one million to my account? I need it urgently. She said, there's nothing. I thought you were going to die. That's why you transferred all the money. I've <laughs> spent the money. <laughs> so the whole, whole thing, very interesting discussion, right? No, 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 no. I'm not taking any sides. I'm not asking you to take any. Hmm? Because at the end of the day, it was discovered that the whole story was fake news. <laughs> fake, right? 
Good. But honestly, I, I see a lot of discussions these days, you know, on topics. And I find very interesting the world views that people have towards issues. But I'll tell you the ones that, you know, interest me the most. Some actually from my posts on social media. And then I find people saying, well, in my own opinion, da, 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 da. And what we're discussing is a biblical topic, right? And you say, in my own opinion, well, in my own opinion, some people think, but in my own opinion, and I ask myself, wait, <laughs> where is the Bible in all this, right? Because there's something called the Christian worldview. And you see things from God's perspective, and God's perspective is in the scriptures, right? Good. So, just always remember that in Matthew 7, Jesus said, whoever says this, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them is like a man that built his house on the rock. And he said, the weather elements came beat hard on the house, the house stood. He said, whoever hears these sayings of mine but does not do them. It's like the man that built his, built his house on the sand and that the weather elements came, beat on the house. He said the house collapsed and great was the collapse, right? So there's a sense in which when you are a follower of Christ, that you actually submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and then that his values become your values. That's when you build on the rock that he has provided. Amen. Okay. So last week, we reminded ourselves of the pathway to fruitfulness because God said this year is our much fruit season. Hallelujah. God said we will experience supernatural fruitfulness. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. That we will produce results in places where it is humanly impossible to produce results. I prophesy on you again by reason of what God has provided for this year that in the mighty name of Jesus, like Aaron's rod, dry rod, produced ripe fruits overnight in the Bible, the power of God will produce results that are humanly impossible in your life. I prophesy specifically concerning your marital destiny that the power of God will produce results that are humanly impossible in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm saying someone is going to get married and it's going to blow somebody's mind. I'm saying someone is going to get a baby and it's going to blow somebody's mind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So you remember the process for supernatural fruitfulness that God has given us from John 12, 24 and 25. Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains the way it is. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. So we have crucifixion and we have the invasion of this invisible power into the seed. And then we have the fruitfulness, right? <clears throat> and the crucifixion is total submission to the will of God. Not my will, but your will be done concerning every single area of life, every single decision, not my will, but your will be done. So, and the Holy Spirit then comes and produces character that we could never produce, produces competence that we could never produce on our own and produces 
results that we could never produce on our own. And those results are described in Galatians 5, you remember, verses um, 22 and 23. We have this supernatural ability to experience love, sacrificial love, right? To experience peace, calmness in the midst of chaos. Supernatural capacity to have humility, right? Meekness. Avoiding comparing ourselves, <laughs> you know? These are things that tear marriages apart. Ego, right? How do you hear it that a husband and a wife are in competition with each other? <laughs> because they are one in God's estimation, right? The Holy Spirit gives us capacity for kindness, Kindness, we're willing to do good to the other person. And the Holy Spirit gives us that capacity, gives us capacity for generosity. <laughs> you just cannot afford to be selfish in a marriage. It's going to destroy the marriage, right? So we're able to focus on the other person, right? And then he gives us capacity for endurance. It's, it's, it, the word used in some translations is long-suffering, right? For bearing. Why? Because there's no perfect person anywhere. I can tell you up front. If you're not married yet, I can tell you up front. Your husband will not be perfect. <laughs> your wife is not going to be perfect. Okay? Um, you will offend each other. Right? So, because we're human. But the Holy Spirit gives us the capacity to bear with one another's weaknesses. Right? Gives us capacity for forgiveness. Come on. Gives us capacity to say, I'm sorry. It's remarkable. So, we have to remind ourselves that human nature cannot produce most of what people dream about when it comes to marriage. Mm. <laughs> you know, when we were young, there were those beautiful romantic novels we used to read, Mills and Booms. And honestly, the last line was always predictable. And they lived happily ever after. Beautiful, beautiful stories of love and romance, fantasy. Human nature cannot produce most of those fantasies that we have about marriage. I should just warn you ahead, okay? Galatians 5, 17 and 18, New Living Translation. Galatians 5, 17 and 18. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Remarkable. We are all flawed. Accept it, right? In other words, we have internal mechanisms that will produce failure without much effort, right? But then he says when the Holy Spirit comes in, he introduces a different dimension altogether. He gives us the capacity to escape the limitations of our human nature. So this is why our emphasis is on that yielding to the Holy Spirit. Remember? There's the crucifixion, 
there is the invasion of invisible, invisible power, and then there is the resurrection. Never underestimate the weaknesses produced by human nature. Those weaknesses are powered by principles. Don't take them for granted at all. Powered by principles. Romans chapter 8, verse 2, for example. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Law. Law. And you know how principles work. For you to be free from the power of a principle, you need to introduce a superior principle. That's how it works. Gravity holds everything down. To lift an aircraft into the air, you need the law of lift, aerodynamics, okay, that partially suspends gravity and allows the plane to fly hundreds of thousands of miles. So the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free. The law of sin and death is not dead, but when you have the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, he reduces or completely eliminates the law <laughs> of sin and death. Let me read from other translations, right? New Living Translations, Romans 8.2. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Pay attention to the word power. Message Bible, Romans 8 verse 2. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. It is brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. He said that it is the Holy Spirit, like a strong wind, that delivers us. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> delivers us from the brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. If I discovered something some days ago, <clears throat> psychologists said there's a new discovery. They found out that trauma leaves chemical marks on people's DNA. That for me is huge, but just confirming scriptures. When people experience trauma, they said it leaves a dent, a chemical mark on the DNA. Hey! So we can carry things along from bad experiences into the future. But when something makes a dent on DNA, it means that it has the capacity to pass to the next generation or to, or to subsequent generations. See, that's why I, I pay heavy attention to culture, you know, when it comes to people experiencing transformation, either at the individual level or at the collective level. <laughs> you know, there's baggage, right? <laughs> there's baggage. That's why people talk a lot about ancestral curses. So the question is, how do I change my DNA? Oh, beautiful. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Be born again. That's, it. That, that, that's what Jesus said. John chapter 3. Just 
You need to be born the second time because you got your DNA from the person that gave birth to you. But Christ explained there in John 3 verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You got your human DNA because you were born by a human being. He said that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You need to be born by God. That's the starting point. <laughs> All of us were born with the nature of sin, spiritually. And then the day you realize, oh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. <laughs> so that day you realize your sins have been paid for. My sins paid for by Christ on the cross. And then we ask God to forgive us. He does. <laughs> not only does he wipe our record, he changes us from the inside, changes the DNA. Hallelujah. Gives us his own nature, removes the nature of sin. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. So that's the starting point, right? The next step is not only do you accept Jesus Christ as your savior from sin, you accept him as the Lord of your life. You, you make what I call a dangerous commitment to obey the Holy Spirit. If you, if you want to enjoy this life, right, the way God designed it for you, you want to experience the peace of God, joy from God, okay? You want to have the character of God. Commit to obey the Holy Spirit in a dangerous way. And then <clears throat> let him feel you and let him direct your activities at all times. If you want to get the best of your character, the sweetest of your character, the most effective of your character, just be under the total influence of the Holy Spirit. That's our emphasis. That invisible power that enters the seed and turns the seed into a new tree that never existed before. That's the one we're talking about. The invisible power of the Holy Spirit. When you see a life powered by the Holy Spirit, I mean, just look at Christ. That's all. Thank you, Lord. Ah, Ephesians 5.18 describes a life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Message Bible, Ephesians 5.18. Don't drink too much wine. That cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God. Huge draughts of Him. <laughs> Woo! How many of us agree that people act differently when they are drunk? We say they are acting out of character. Good. So you see, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. To act out of that character, the Bible says we should be filled with the Spirit. Then you produce the fruit of the Spirit. The kindness, the love, the joy. Right? Come on. So, and he says, if, when you want to drink the Holy Spirit, don't take just a few sips. Nobody gets drunk with a few sips. They take huge drugs. Don't obey him in some areas of your life. Leave some other areas out. Obey him fully. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is going to propose. In the next seven days, you will propose to the person you are supposed to be married to because you already know. Some of us are too fearful. Some of us are too shy. How many people know? Drunk people don't know shyness. Am I right? Yeah. We're still too much in control of our lives. Allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. He said, but some people say, some people say, well, that's your problem. 
Is it some people that should drive your life or the Holy Spirit? Too much advice these days. Online in-laws or outlaws. Too much advice <laughs> these days. Oh, um, somebody should not marry someone that is older than them. Somebody should not marry someone that is this. Oh, if somebody is going to marry, all, those, all that is general advice. Are you somebody? You know, <laughs> you know they, those things, yeah, there are basic principles, but your destiny is unique. There was a prophet in the Bible that God told to marry a prostitute. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that's what everybody should do. I'm just saying that your destiny is so unique. You need to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are too rational, too logical. You are too calculating for the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. Come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I see somebody falling in love. Amen. You are too controlled to fall in love. <laughs> too fearful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, I fell. I fell in love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Pastor Nika said the first time she stepped into the former, my, the former church where I was pastoring, and she saw me, the first question on my mind was, why is this so thin? <laughs> so it wasn't love at first sight. It was question at first sight hallelujah but when the revelation came it's amazing right how you then see somebody in a different way it's like mm, it's not bad at all <laughs> uh, i pray for someone today the way elisha prayed in second kings chapter six for his servant lord open his eyes that he may see the guy was afraid he was looking at the enemy looking at what was going wrong and just like some of us were too pessimistic to see the potentials, recognize the potentials around us, the person you're supposed to be running towards, you're running away from, he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. The Bible says the Lord opened the young man's eyes and he saw horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. He calmed down. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will open your eyes. Some of us, we saw before, but circumstances have clouded our vision. And now the same person that you fell in love with, you are seen in a different way. I pray for the scales to fall. I pray for the renewal of vision in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> One important dimension to it, of course, in changing your DNA and your outcomes is you've got to change your mental framework. You've got to change your thinking. Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be what transformed by the renewing of your mind. Some of us need to be free from cultural programming, honestly, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Ah! <sighs> be prepared to go countercultural. I'm going to continue on that. We're, we're going to continue. We're going to continue on that next week, okay? We're going to continue on that. But I just want to say, if you want to experience fruitfulness, remember Psalm 1, okay? Verses 1 to 3. Remember, Psalm 1, 1 to 3. <clears throat> Blessed is the man who do, does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the law, and he meditates in it day and night. 
He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in a season. His leaf will never wither. Whatever he does will prosper. What you hear, what you see every day, it matters. The way water seeps into the tree and shapes it is the way what you're hearing and seeing every day is seeping into you and shaping your life, right? So there's need for mental reconditioning. Read your Bible, read books, get mentors. It was so, by reading Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, I developed emotional elasticity. Most men lack it at the time we get married, emotional elasticity. So when a woman is, is being emotional, we're flustered, confused. I used to ask, when I, if I saw tears in Pastor Nika's eyes, I used to be alarmed. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? You know? <laughs> They would think I did something very bad to you. Instead of being empathetic, sensitive to how she was feeling, I became defensive. Only God knows. Women, elasticity like this, the woman's own large band. And we're busy getting angry instead of showing love, responding negatively to the communication while they're trying to communicate feelings. We're busy logically rationalizing. But I'll tell you one thing. Even before you read any book, listen to the Holy Spirit. Ask him, Holy Spirit, what should I do? Obey him. I promise you, you will obey every law. You will succeed. You will be happy. The day he said, say you are sorry. I was confused. I'm not the one that is wrong. He says, say sorry. I said, sorry, there was peace. Okay? Communication. We carried on. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that that wisdom word that will bring peace, that will bring joy, that will change everything, is delivered today in the name of Jesus. And like a strong, mighty wind, I see the power of God flow into our lives, flow into our homes, flow into our marriage. Whatever was introduced by Satan is blown out in the name of Jesus. Every negative counsel, idea that is satanic is blown out in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over your marriage. I speak fulfillment. I speak joy. And any blessing that has been delayed, I prophesy it is released now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah.